Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Value Driven Marketing Podcast. I'm Elena, your host, and today I'm talking to Diane Weirdo about messaging strategy and how B2B companies can get their messaging right. We talk about what good messaging sounds like, um, how bad messaging can impact a business, and Diane also details her framework uh, to craft effective messaging. If you want to know more about Diane, she is a messaging strategist and conversion copywriter, and she's the founder of Lion Words. Diane helps scaling SaaS and B2B companies simplify their message, attract more perfect fit customers, and get better results from their marketing. With a focus on customer research and brand strategy, Diane blends the art of storytelling with conversion-focused techniques to help her clients stand out from the crowd. Um, You can follow Diane's work on LinkedIn um, and also on her website, lionwords.com. I'm super excited about this episode in particular because um, I can see so many companies out there trying to say everything at once about their products um, and how that creates confusion. And I can also feel the challenge of uh, simplifying and how difficult it really is to strip down um, and come up with a message that's super uh, focused and clear. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you find it useful and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Diane, welcome to the Value Driven Marketing Podcast. So good to catch up with you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Hey, how has it been? How, how's the summer yeah. for you? Going good. Time is flying. I feel like I blinked and like six months have passed, but (laughs) like everyone when you're working in business. So, but yeah, doing really well. How about you? Yeah, I also feel time is flying, but just trying to, you know, do as much as I can and just be uh, more compassionate with myself when things don't go the way I plan, things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And as we were saying before, trying to create a manageable workload, (laughs) not to a million things in one day. Exactly. Then before we go into the juicy stuff uh, and talk about messaging and messaging strategy, there's a question that I actually like to ask every guest. um, And it's a bit more personal, but I feel it kind of helps me get to know you a little bit better. I think it's also fun. And I'm very curious to learn what was your um, dream job as a child? So what did you hope to become when you grow up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I had different dream jobs, depending on what age, <laughs> depending on what age <laughs> I was. Like I had these phases of childhood. I think the earliest thing I can remember wanting to be was a singer or a pop star, which is like just <laughs> very classic me, if you know me, just like wanting to be the center of attention and be on a stage. And I actually used to do, I've always done singing. So I've always been, I've always sang in choirs when I was at school. So I started like six, seven years old. I was always in the gospel choir. Um, And not many people know I was actually in a band at university for a very short period of time. So I've actually performed on stage. So I guess I could say I've kind of ticked it off. Um, But I wanted to be like, you know, like Destiny's Child or something. I wanted to be Beyonce when I was like seven. and then as, as I got older, my dream jobs shifted. I remember I wanted to be a lawyer when I was like 11 because I thought it would make me a lot of money and I could just stand and argue in court. And I thought that would be great. Um, yeah. So those are probably the, the jobs that I wanted when I was a kid. <laughs> That's interesting and super cool that you actually get to uh, take off one of them. 
so yeah yeah kind (laughs) of not really honestly not really I performed like once or twice (laughs) well that's on the bucket bucket I've sang at a few weddings though I have sang at a few weddings cool that's nice it's good to know actually Oh, awesome. Um, okay, so let's, you know, back up a little bit. I would like to kind of start from the beginning. What is messaging and what messaging is not? Because I find that there tends to be some confusion sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's start with the obvious, like the elephant in the room, because I think many people confuse messaging with copywriting. Mm-hmm. So messaging is definitely not the same as copywriting. Um, messaging is really what you say about your product, your service, your solution. Um, and then copywriting comes in and is how you say that message. So the way that I see messaging is really the foundation of your kind of whole marketing strategy. It's really the foundation for strong, effective copywriting. Um, and it's really based on and informed by your unique positioning in the market. Right, mm-hmm. informed by your company mission, who you are as a company, and what you do, and your values. So, you know, the way that I approach messaging is it's a process where you really identify the most essential things about your product, your service, and why that matters to your audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a very good intro. And do you find that there are specific things that uh, you know SaaS and B two B companies need to take? before they go in and say, okay, I need to overhaul, for example, my messaging, are there specific elements that they need to already have in place um, or a process that they need to go through before they uh, say, okay, I'm ready to, you know, start crafting my messaging? Mm. Well, I think that you need to have a solid grasp of firstly, where messaging comes into play. Mm -hmm. um, And you do definitely need to have a few pieces in place already. So I like to think, you know, if we kind of visualize a pyramid, right? If you visualize the pyramid and envision the bottom layer as just strategy, like your overall business strategy and marketing strategy, then on top of that, you have another layer that is your positioning. And then on top of that, messaging sits on top of that and then copy on the top. And Mm -hmm. so really if we consider that as this kind of framework and I, you know, I think that image is probably floating around the internet somewhere. Like if you want to work on your messaging, but your positioning doesn't make any sense and is shoddy, your messaging will not work. So I think that's the most important thing and just having a clear strategy as a business and having a clear understanding of your positioning. um, That's what I require anyway, when I work with uh, clients Obviously, you can work on your positioning and messaging together and they shift, right? Nothing stays the same. Um, but to get your messaging right, you have to you have to know where you sit in the market, what you offer that's different, why you, um, and you have to know your customers and your ideal audience like inside out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So definitely have um, the strategy, uh, figure out the positioning, knowing your customers, because that will help you. Uh, be able to actually craft messaging that works. Um, and I think I'm really curious to learn how, what do you think about good messaging? So what does good messaging sound or feel like? Mm. So good messaging, I think is really different depending on each company. I don't think there is one really good example of what messaging should feel like because because of everything I just mentioned, right? Because it's based on your you know, your unique positioning in the market, 
who you target and who you are. Essentially, just based on that, if you have um, an enterprise B2B software company versus, um, you know, and I know this is, we're talking about B2B here, but if we talk about like B2C, um, real kind of innovative, disruptive, like product maze market, the messaging is going to, good messaging is going to look different. Um, but a few things I think we need to look for is that one, clarity, right? Good messaging should be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, because clarity is the basis of everything, right? If we don't understand what it is that you're trying to um, express or present or put forward about your company, like we can't get to the next stage. Um, Two, it needs to be really easy to understand. Um, Messaging is really about remembering the most important things. You know, the mo- what are the key concepts, the key themes, the key things that I need to know about your company and your product? Um, and in order to do that, you have to simplify. Like you cannot make, create, you know, this super complex messaging strategy because it's just, it's not going to work. Um, and then I think the third thing I would say is that it really needs to be relevant. And again, that's because <laughs> messaging is created around like the needs of your audience. Um, and it should be based on research as well so it has to be you have to create relevant messaging not just messaging that leadership or the cmo like likes <laughs> um so yeah clear easy to understand relevant but that will look completely different depending on your your company and your product mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it, it makes total sense and i think getting to a place where you simplify i imagine that's quite a challenge because sometimes i think it's very uh tempting to want to say everything in one go and what this and this and this and we cannot give up anything so maybe how do you do you find this process or how do you help people decide what's more important and just keep them focused yeah it's funny i just came off a call with a client <laughs> of mine where we were we were I presented um, part of the new kind of messaging strategy that we're working on. And one of the conversations that we had during that call was, yeah, we need to simplify, you know, we need to reduce. Um, We're on like the first iteration and we've simplified a lot because they are, they're a B2B marketing platform um, that does a lot of things, does a lot of things for a lot of customers. And so there's a million things that they're talking about. And so we've already done that first like cull of what's the most important for your your customers what are the things that you can own um how can you stand out from everyone else but we're still like trying to refine that further we're still trying to look at the really unique um the really unique parts of their offering um and simplify and it's always it's always the part that i come um i come up against challenges with um you know i always say that to my clients i say that you have to get comfortable with like being uncomfortable because (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna have some uncomfortable moments where you want to say everything and we have to remember what it is that we're trying to do with messaging is be remembered and be known for the right thing and cut through all of the noise Uh, and you can't do that when you're trying to say um, too much if good messaging is clear is relevant focused on the flip side um what are what is the negative impact that bad messaging can have on a business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think um, there are two like big culprits that I see and problems with kind of mm-hmm. bad messaging. Um, and one of them we mentioned already, right? So definitely too many messages is the classic. Um, and really that leads to confusion. It leads to confused 
prospects and, you know, confused prospects don't buy, right? So, um, you know, what you really need to do is kind of refine, uh, refine what it is that you're all about um, and leave you know, a couple of core messages that your your prospects like need to think of or, you know, remember when, when they think of you. One of the, the biggest problems that I see, particularly with the clients that I work with, is that, you know, they want to say everything or they have a solution with so many benefits, so many features, and they just can't pull things back and they can't pair them back and they want to talk about everything. Um, and that just leads to, yeah, confused uh, confused prospects. So that's, I think, the the, the first one and the main one. Um, and I think the second thing and really kind of the symptom of what bad messaging looks like is just sameness. Right. And I think that this one is particularly mm. in the B2B world, um, really something that we all need to fight against. Right. Fight against just sounding <laughs> exactly the same as everyone else saying the exact same, exact, well, saying the exact same things like everyone else um mm-hmm. because really you know there's no way to differentiate from anyone else there's no you know you really need to be answering the question like why should i pick you and if you're saying the same thing and offering the same benefits and and the same core messages as everyone else you don't stand out you know i think this year 2022 the the latest martech report was released i think back in march or something like that um, and I work primarily with like marketing technology companies and there were 9,000 plus like tools on the market, you know, even cool. just email service. Oh, pro- yeah, it's overwhelming. It's crazy. You know, email service providers, you know, there are like 700 plus tools that people can can choose from. Um, and so really, you know, right now you cannot be lazy and just sit and say the same things, you know, deliver better email. What does that mean? Right. You have to really get granular and you have to really fight that that sameness and get specific. So, um, yeah, I think those are the two kind of real negative impacts. And those are the, just the two key culprits that everyone kind of falls into the, the trap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for a business that uh, has several products um, or, you know, different type of services, so they have already a complex business do you find that they need to go in and create different messaging for each different line of business so they go away from, you know, trying to say it all in uh, one go? Yeah, so this is a challenge that I'm starting to see a little bit more frequently, um, depending on the complexity of the product or the solution. And I think that there are different layers to messaging, and that's how I approach it. Um, Of course, Mm -hmm when it comes to specific customers or buyer personas, if you want to call them that, although I have a bugbear with personas, but we won't talk about it because we need a whole hour to talk about that. But um, in terms of your ideal client, you know, persona, people who are buying from you, um, different products, of course, you need to talk about the different elements of those. But I do think when when we look at this from a higher level, right, the stage above that, you still need to have a clear messaging strategy at the company level, right? At the high, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're one company that has two separate products, you still need to be able to say very clearly in a very easy to understand way, in a very relevant way, who you are and what you do and why I should care. 
right? And so, you know, the, what, that, what I do when I come in and work with, with companies is, okay, sure, you've got these different personas, you've got all of these things, that's later, let's start at the top, let's pair things back, let's build a core messaging strategy, let's, let's create some key messaging pillars, the things that you can own that actually will cut through to everyone, right? Because there must be something mm-hmm. that you offer, that you do, that means something to, to all of your customers. And then you can start getting granular throughout. But really messaging is, it's what what is relevant, what is interesting about what you do, why should I care? And then you kind of start building it underneath, okay, the proof points, the evidence, the features, all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and talking about seem, uh, you know, everyone sounding the same, um, you know, n- I guess it, it is a challenge to differentiate yourself and find that point uh, that makes you different or take a stand that's radically different from everyone else. And I guess my question is for, you know, companies that have a hard time differentiating themselves, uh, do you find that you can help them craft their messaging or is it that they need to go in first, find an angle and then work on messaging? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. So I don't think, I don't think differentiation and, you know, we're starting to talk a little bit more about differentiation in itself is just kind of one piece, isn't it? And, and that's a whole, like you can spend a long time just looking for that differentiation, but I don't think you need to be radical. Like not every, let's be honest, not every B2B mm-hmm. product, business, service business, like software can't it's, be radical. So like we're not, you don't have to sit on the complete edge of the map in order to stand out. What the way that I like <laughs> to approach differentiation is again, and this is everything always comes back to your customers and your market is for this one small group of people right? The people that are looking at your existing customer base, the people that love what you do, the early adopters, the people that are getting the most out of your solution for that small group of people. Like, what is it that you do differently? And why do they care? Um, and sometimes your differentiation might sound, it might seem boring off the face of it, but it's what makes you different. And that's why you will stand out from other competitors, or it's a mix of these different things, right? It's a mix of for this specific group of people in this area of the market, you offer this small thing that benefits them in a different way to someone else. And that it doesn't always have to be radical. Obviously, building in and having a strong point of view about something and some change, that's very important. Mm-hmm. And that that's the type of work that I do when we're actually looking at the strategic narrative. I think that every company needs to think about having a strategic narrative and looking at how their, uh, how their company or their product sits in the wider context of the world right in a bigger shift like what story why should I come along with you and I could pick so so many other people um but really your 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 differentiation again it it doesn't have to be um radical I don't think (laughs) okay okay so you you touched a, a good point here okay makes sense um, Diane, let's talk a little bit about the process. So can you share what you what is your process for um, crafting um, a messaging strategy, um, you know, from A to Z? I do know a little bit from following you on LinkedIn. I know customer research is super interesting, is super important in your process, but can you walk me step by step? Yeah, sure. So I follow for every kind of messaging strategy engagement, similar to, you know, the work that I have done previously on on copywriting projects as well. I follow a four-step process. So research, 
opportunity, assembly, and review. So it's raw, R-O-A-R, raw, like a lion. Um, and really, that's that's essentially it. You start with the research, you start with research and discovery, um, and that usually involves consulting sessions, right? So we're going to sit down, have a strategy session to really unpack the challenges with your messaging so far, to really unpack your positioning, where you sit, and do a real deep dive into the current like business ecosystem and what's going on now researching the competitive landscape as well because this is also important uh, for the next step um mm-hmm. and really understanding everything about your product and your current marketing etc for me as an outside consultant this is a really deep dive phase um, because i have to kind of get up to speed and, and look at what you're doing what you're not doing and completely kind of catch up with who you are and what you and, and uh, where you sit in the market um and then moving into kind of opportunity. Oh, sorry, actually, let me finish phase one. So this is why it's so huge. Like research and discovery actually takes up probably like 70% of every messaging strategy project. So within research and discovery Whoa. is like customer interviews, right? So that's kind of like the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really incredibly important because what we're looking for is a voice of customer language so we're doing voice of customer research um i generally hold interviews we can um do surveys as well online review mining and looking at the competitive landscape but really you want to start asking questions that will uncover insights about your customers about their desires their needs why they work with you what's been working so far with your messaging um, and really just digging deeper to to the whole kind of marketing strategy um, And then the next thing is that opportunity. So once we've done all of that, what what is the opportunity? Like unpacking the data, synthesizing all of our ideas and all the brainstorming um, and starting to pull together some ideas um, and opportunities for you as a company to, to stand out, some messages that perhaps are constantly being repeated by your customers that you haven't looked into maybe um opportunities of mm-hmm. things that you need to stop mentioning because they're not actually relevant or they're not clear anymore um and then the last phase um the last phase is assembly so really pulling those ideas together so that's where we iterate have those discussions revisions brainstorm and actually pull um all of those ideas into a clear cohesive messaging strategy so for example for me, every project will be different with every client. Um, but one of the core things that I always make sure that we build out is looking at who we are, right? So starting some internally on, you know, whether mm-hmm. that's your the mission and the vision. Um, and that's really important stuff, right, to guide any company. I think brand messaging and those brand pieces often get a bad rep. Um, but knowing your mission and what it is and why everyone is turning up to work every single day and what you're building is incredibly important for all those other things that you layer on top. So we always look at kind of who you are, um, why you're doing what you do and then what you say. So I always help uh, companies kind of build out key messaging pillars. So then they have a core messaging framework to build on in their, in their copy. And then that last step is that last step was review. So obviously kind of reviewing that and testing that, and that's, that's ongoing, that step, like it never ends, right? So, mm-hmm, you know, once mm-hmm. you've created a messaging strategy, it's not completely done and you, you kind of need to um, consistently review that and uh, test it with your customers because they'll, they'll be the ones that tell you if it's actually working or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in terms of testing, do you have any recommendations? Um, how can a SaaS company go about testing their messaging, just figure out, you know, I'm on the right track? Um, this is, you know, messages that this messaging actually, uh, makes sense and it's clear and, you know, my customers get it and they're like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it's funny because the interesting thing about messaging is the first people or the first like KPI is generally just the internal team getting it or agreeing. Like you'll be surprised how many companies I work with and Mm -hmm. the key, one of the key problems is just like, we're not aligned. We're not aligned internally. We're all saying different Mm -hmm. things. We're not happy with our messaging. We know it inside and out, but we don't feel like it really does us justice. It's not relevant. So one of the, the first things and the first things that I'm looking for is like from the CEO, the founder, the leadership team and, and, and marketing, like, is this are you happy with this like is this this is clearly state what it is that you do um so that you can kind of completely um back this and then kind of share it throughout the company so there are kind of internal um and maybe like non-tangible kpis that i kind of start with um and then you know in terms of kind of testing that and putting that out in the market um there are a few different ways right one thing particularly with more kind of more sales-led companies is starting to hear the that messaging being repeated back (laughs) to you right and so this is something that takes Mm -hmm. a little bit longer but you know when you're the most immediate feedback loop is having conversations with people using uh this messaging and then hearing that back and knowing that it resonates that's a kind of quick and quick and easiest way um and then obviously once you kind of implement messaging um turning that into copywriting, putting that on your site, then it's the all of the other, the classic kind of KPIs and, and metrics and conversions that we're, we're looking for, right? On, are we getting, you know, more page on time? Sorry, more time on the page. Um, are we getting more conversions? Are we getting more signups? Are we getting more uh, uh, demos? Like, you know, the, the same way that you would for the, for the rest of your marketing strategy. But I think it's just that, interestingly enough, for, for messaging, you also need to kind of look wider um, and, uh, uh, kind of test in, in different ways as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe give it, uh, some time before, uh, jumping to, to conclusions. So just test it with enough clients, give it enough time to, um, to figure out whether, you know, this is, uh, we're in the right path. So to speak. exactly. Yeah. It definitely takes time. Um, you definitely need to let things settle and sink in and particularly with messaging messaging you need to repeat it over and over again right you need to just in order for something (laughs) to stick and be memorable you can't just say something once you need to just hammer this home um, and that's when you start to kind of reap the benefits as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I find this personally I find this very challenging because I feel like repeating yourself or repeating myself um is boring like I'm going to bore people to death but I guess you're right like you have to repeat the message in order to stick because you know there are so many there's so much noise out there um so you do need to repeat it that's a that's a very good uh yeah definitely and that's where building a messaging strategy comes into play and helps you because messaging is really what so now we know what you need to be talking about we have the clear message the clear point of view and then copywriting there's so many there's so many different ways you can say the same message right so you can repeat yourself in 10 different Mm -hmm. ways for different channels um, for different audiences but you're saying the same thing Um, and companies that do this really well uh, are the ones that you know when you think of a company you think of a product you can like you have these key messages, these key thoughts that come to mind because they've said it over and over again. It doesn't mean repeating one phrase. What it means, what it means is kind of repeating mm-hmm. one message in different ways, in different formats so that it really gets through. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that you're re- repeating not the same phrase. Exactly. Just the same message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Diane, I'm also curious to learn, um, do you find there's a specific time in the life of a SaaS or a B2B uh, tech company when they're best positioned to work with an external consultant on their messaging? Yeah, so what I see personally is that clients usually come to me when they're going through a growth shift, right? So either something's mm-hmm. happening or it's about to happen. And that's when I can generally come in and best help um, a company. So it could be, you know, if we talk about B2B SaaS, right, funding. So we've just secured like a series A and we're about to expand or, you know, you've got simply you've got like a marketing, one marketing leader or a small team, but actually now you want to build out a content team, a copy team. Um, I find that messaging who's been maybe the founder or a one person and now you need to spread that throughout the company as you grow. That's a really crucial, integral part um, of like you need to get your messaging strategy right there because the more people that you put in, if there's no clear direction, they don't really know, everyone starts saying different things, it's really hard to come back from that. Um, So Mm -hmm, that kind mm -hmm. of growth stage um, is usually where I come in and have most impact. you know, and there can be a, there can be a different growth shift, right? It's not just about funding, like I said, but about growing a new product line. Um, I think those are probably like the key areas. Um, but really, like messaging, I, I always think that we we always talk about getting product market fit, but we never talk about getting message market fit. And you have Mm, to have one mm -hmm. before the other. So for example, if you're way too early, if you're like beta testing or you're pre-revenue, you know, you you haven't really got a product on the market yet or you're you're very new, like getting someone in to kind of build out your messaging strategy is is too early. Like you really need to, at at that point, it's better for the, the founding team or whoever it is to just lead this themselves and champion it because you're the person who knows this best. Once you have strong, clear product market fit, you're scaling, you're growing, this is usually a really good indication that, okay, what's worked, you know what's worked and we know why, but what's worked up until now probably won't help you get to the next stage. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. now you can start talking to customers, getting feedback, iterating and um, improving. Cause now what it is, is like, okay, now we're a fully functioning business. Um, <laughs> what is it that's gonna make us stand out? Um, and how can we really get a stake in the market and become the solution for whatever the product um, so that's usually where I mm-hmm. think um, you'll get the best out of working with someone external. Mm-hmm. So there's a time and a place and, uh, you know, sh- shifting growth is that time, uh, but also be cautious yeah, not to exactly. go into soon. Yeah, I would say so. Like I mean, you, before you have product. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Messaging is never a, a priority for like <laughs> startup founders like let's be honest like it's the reality like I'm not it doesn't hurt me like it's just the truth because mm-hmm. you have like a million things to do um you're talking like messaging is important then right and you need to get your copyright but I'm talking about like really building a solid messaging uh a, a strategy a foundation um to do this like deep work um it's better for you can do this internally so I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, but to bring in a consultant really early on to build out a messaging strategy, um, this is kind of, I think this is stuff that you can probably do internally, you can handle internally. It's a, and there's a, probably a better use of your um, resources. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, build this yourself, you know, iterate, listen, get the feedback. You have the tools. If you have the customers, you're doing beta, uh, you know, you're, you're working with your, your first clients, then do those custom interviews yourself and you'll get, the answers will be right in front of you. 
Um, but then at some point, once, once that's clear, then um, it's better to work with someone external, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, then I do have one uh, final question. So what would be your top recommendations for um, CEOs, founders, um, or marketing leaders who are unsure if their messaging um, is the right one and the relevant one for their audience? So what would be your top advice? Hmm, that's a really tricky question. <laughs> that's a really, really tough question. A short one. Um, yeah, okay. What would be my advice? So I'm not sure. So, you know, if you're unsure if your current messaging is the right one. So firstly, if you're unsure, there probably isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be, let's be <laughs> honest. If you have some doubts personally, when you know you're, you know you're, what you're selling and you know it inside out and you don't think that your current messaging is doing you justice, generally you've outgrown your messaging. So it sounds like you're already at that stage where you know it doesn't fit. So then if you're not sure, then you're probably right. Um, a good place to start, right, I think is message testing. Um, and you can use tools to do this and, and to help you. So you can use platforms to, you know, uh, do message testing surveys. Um, and you can also you can also do this yourself. Right. So asking people, sharing your messaging, getting feedback from your target audience, not just everyone, although mm-hmm. it does help as well to kind of ask anyone. But pass, try and pass that first clarity test. Like, do people get it? Um, do people care? Um, you know, you perform surveys or do kind of five second tests. Um, or um, like full user tests where people interact with your site and see what they what they feel. And I think that's a good place to start. So you can start getting feedback. Were you right? If you were unsure, is everyone saying <laughs> the same thing? Is there things that they don't understand? And then you'll know um, where to target and what next step you should take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds very good. Uh, this has been a pleasure, Diane. Thank you so much for sharing your ideas, your insights. And I definitely had a great time chatting to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was really fun. Thank you, Diane. So here are the top three ideas I walk away from this episode with. Number one, you need to understand where messaging comes into play before working on your messaging. So first you have you need to have your uh, business and marketing strategy in place, then your positioning nailed down, then comes messaging and lastly copywriting. If you have an unclear positioning, then your messaging will simply not work. Number two, messaging is all about uncovering what is the most essential about your product or service and why that matters to your audience. You need to get comfortable with not communicating every feature and benefit of your product, because if you do, you will end up creating confusion for your buyers. And as Diane puts it, confused buyers don't buy. Um, And number three, you need to identify a few core messaging pillars to communicate and then repeat them over and over again. Uh, because messaging takes time, so you need to let it settle and sink in. You cannot just expect to say something once um, and have that message stick. You need to repeat it. And as Diane points out, you don't need to say the same thing over and over again. You can find new phrases, new way of saying things, new formats, but keep repeating your messaging um, until it actually pushes through. <laughs> 